Okie dokie. I think we've, we can do one more round, I think, and then we can go into the epilogue. Yeah, because, like, I'm gonna need to eat. Yeah, and I need to order dinner. Okay, so let's draw more cards. I think I want this to be, like, a, a time skip a little bit. Sure. Um, so what I think I want it to be, um, what do you say, like, a year from now? That's from a where we've left off. Pretty big time skip, but I think we could swing it. Well, because I kind of want to play with maybe they've set permanent structures up here. There's more oh, of a like yeah. research facility. The archaeological site has dug out a lot more shit, kind of thing. Like their projects have moved forward, and like people have started moving down here to help. Okay, maybe maybe Jake managed to get his trees planted too. So like that year has been him. Checking up and maintaining the trees, helping grow. Oh, I did just remember what the fuck Michelle does, and she's a fucking xeno, uh genetic biologist oh. and an archivist. She's both, or Z's both. Perfect. That's right. I forgot because I remembered that that was one of the reasons why I made uh, Z a xenobiologist was so that. Z could do the genetic splicing on the trees so that they could grow in this soil and grow the way that they needed yeah. to grow in this space and still be large and strong. Okay, but like now I'm just imagining these redwoods which have been slightly so that they start to grow the crystalline needles instead of like regular pine or like regu the regular needles or the regular types of mm -hmm. um, leaves. So like they have more of like the crystalline structure so they can use not just sunlight but also the stardust so yeah, they kind of get the best of both diffuse the they get the diffused lighting and maybe they've been tweaked to grow a little bit faster so like there's some like they're already like as tall as the other trees yeah but of course like they will um, get bigger because they are redwoods <laughs> yes but they've been tweaked so that when they hit the ceiling they spread out yes like another set of roots yes providing the structural support yeah. Um. But also, like, making sure that, like, they get people who can fly up there to make sure that the roots don't uh, choke out any uh, fresh water points. Yeah. Or any other life that might be living up there, because you don't know. Yes. Exactly. Gosh, could you imagine? Making sure that they have like... to bonsai train the roots. Yeah. Which, you know, Jake could do, because, you know trained to take care of trees. Yeah. Maybe they get, like, other members of his species on planet. Yeah, smaller ones who have but, an easier time flying. Yeah. <laughs> just this flock of, like, the bats just <laughs> chirping and chattering away. Yeah. Like, they don't echolocate, but they still like to chirp, and they, they also, because, like, they do mm -hmm. have the beaks, so, like, often you'll hear, like, the little... Like, for them, laughing is kind of like, like, clicking their beak together, kind of like a little... Yeah kind of a noise that's kind of how they laugh because they, they they clap their beaks together yeah um all right so, so we've so we've we've got this we're year forward projects have moved forward so my first card is the eight of hearts what secret have you kept from the others who finds out how i want this to be a a just michelle question okay because i think it's more interesting okay um, I think Mishaya's secret is that Z has found 
a secondary, like, cave here. Like, they've gone further afield, especially towards, like, where the campers came from. Yeah. And, like, they probably figured out that, like, this far in is not a typical camping location. Yeah. But around the entrance on that side, that town does camp there. But they didn't realize that the cave was this big. Uh-huh. Either. Um, but I don't think that that's where the cave is. Like, it's not all the way over there. It's probably, like, in a forgotten corner. Mm-hmm. That, like, Macheo was just kind of, like, doing the thing that I do in video games with cameras. I, or, uh, cameras. With, um, maps that I have to, like, fill out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I walk the edges of a space to fill out the edges <laughs> and then I move inward. And I find weird shit at the edges of the maps because that's where developers put all the weird shit. Right. I'm like watching someone play, like I have a, someone playing Breath of the Wild on the background while like while I'm doing stuff uh-huh. around here right now. And it's so much fun like watching them find stuff because you can tell this is someone who's going into it blind, just watching how they're playing through. Because it's no commentary, so I can't hear what they're thinking. I can only watch what they're doing. And just watch their like game reaction, like yeah, wiggle wiggle link around, like what the fuck? Yeah, like like one of my fa- one of the things that made me the laugh was they had a montage of them trying to fight a blue bokoblin with a stick, and they died like eight times before they finally figured out how to fight the blue bokoblin. It's like, dude, go get a better weapon. You can't beat him with a stick. <laughs> beat him up with a stick. Yeah, it's fine. Or, this is fine. Or like them but, going to the cold region, they like they walk into the cold water and just die instantly. You could see like a little pause as they regenerate. Like, oh. I'm not supposed to do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I think they find this other, like, Z finds this other smaller, like, cave. It's not like, it doesn't just open up into another big, like, biome-sized cavern. No, this is a, like, cave. Cave. Yeah. Maybe it's, um, like, a, a natural cave that they just kind of yeah. built into. No, I don't think this is not like this is not a cave that like ha- anybody has. Oh, like, it doesn't oh, look okay. like anybody has touched it. This is a wild cave. Okay, this is a feral cave <laughs> in its natural environment. <laughs> yes, don't feed it, or it'll become, or it'll come to rely on humans and die. <laughs> don't feed wild animals, kids. Don't really, don't do it, or I will apparate behind you and smack you on the back of the head. Ten times a day for a week. God. Um, but so I think in this cave that Z discovered are what Mishaya has come to call stardust flowers. And they're flowers that put off stardust. Which is weird. <laughs> like, really weird. It's basically like because the trees a- turned up to 11 and small. Kind of. They're like actual flowers. Okay. And there's, it's like, a, like the cave is just covered in them and they put out like this like dull glow, which mm-hmm. can't be seen from the entrance because of the way the cave is shaped. Yeah, yeah. And they just like, it's not like they're constantly putting off stardust, but like if you shake them, it's kind of like when you shake like a pollen laden flower uh-huh. and the pollen comes off mm-hmm. of it. Just like- it's like that. Or, like, you know in, in Peter Pan, when Peter Pan shakes Tinkerbell? <laughs> yes! It's like that! <laughs> and it's just, that's, and Miche has kept them a secret because uh, Z doesn't want this very small population, and where Z's not sure if this is the only population of these, 
doesn't want them to get, like, messed up. Yeah. Because some of the scientists who are here now are a little overzealous. Yeah. It's like, um, just, like, get a good grip on, are these things the only ones? Are they okay? Has been, like, studying them, has, like, um, ones that, like, been trying to figure out, okay, what are the signs of these dying? What are the signs of these things? Like, how do they, like, bloom? Like, is there, like, time periods and things? I can hear my cat, like, screaming in the other room. Because that was, that is Marley. He's yelling because Can and Chevy went to drag bingo. Because it's a pride event that they're having, uh, today. I did not want to go because I don't want to deal with that many people. That's fair. So, like, my friend... Also, I'm recording with you. Yeah, my, fr- my friend was joking about, like, yeah, the weekend you're going to be here is going to be Pride in San Francisco, and I totally would take you there if I hadn't broken my foot a week before. <laughs> and I was like, I'd push you in a wheelchair, but another part of me was like, am I really prepared to go to Pride in San Francisco? No. I would have a panic no. attack before we even got out of the car. <laughs> I can't handle yeah. that many people, and I hate San Francisco, so... But yeah, so... uh uh, you're the only other person here, so obviously Jake finds out. Yeah. And I think the way that Jake finds out is he's probably moved, like, the geysers are moving. Yeah. And the maybe this is at, like, that end of the valley where the geysers haven't reached yet, but Jake is, like, trying to map out their p- trajectory. Yeah, like, if they have a pattern, because, like, does, is this asteroid big enough to have something similar to a tectonic pattern? Um, and how will it affect? Because, like, clearly these geysers move often enough to keep the whole valley alive. But, like, how fast do they move? Where do they move? So, like, that's what he is mapping yeah. out. So he's, like, mapping this out, and I think maybe he sees Mishaya come out of this cave. He's just, like, standing right there with his little sketchbook, just, like, staring right at, right at him. Right at Zer. At Zer. <laughs> and Mishaya, like, freezes. I was like, just like, you see nothing. Very slow squint from Jake. I smell you death, see nothing. not I death. <laughs> he's like, he's not buying it. What you doing? Nothing. Mm, walks closer. There's like stardust on Mishaya. <laughs> Reaches out with one wing and just like, you know, like, like when you see a bird just kind of like, like, poof, with their wing? Yeah. Jake just like, knocks Zay over with like, just like one little poof, just to get the dust fluffing up. Why mm. covered in stardust? The is like, eh! No reason. That liar. It's just like, Nyeh. <laughs> it's like, what does he just like, shimmy into the cave to see? You pretty much like, like, you can't stop me, I'm bigger! So just, like, into the cave. <laughs> like, no, you're gonna squish him! But, like, again, like... You're big! I'm gonna squish him! It's like, oh, Jake, no! Okay, but imagine, like, he climbs up onto the wall, like, going full bat. <laughs> you can't squish him if I'm on the wall, right? <laughs> he, like, looks down from where he's crawling, like, head completely upside down, just, like, grins down at, the, at them, like, See? I know Squish. So, what just are they? Flowers? Stardust? Yes! I have not figured it out yet. Still taking notes, still observing. 
I found um uh four months ago. Have not seen full life cycle yet. Jake would not. So that why you keep it secret. So yes. Uh, Don't know if this is the only population. Do not know how to make more. Have not seen them seed yet. But they make stardust. And, like, reaches out and, like, gently bats one, and it just puffs of stardust. And he would just kind of fluff one wing excitedly to see it swirling in the air. Just very pretty. The stardust kind of, like, starts to, like, is attracted to that cute, like, this is not using dust rules, but it's kind of dust rules. <laughs> yeah, it likes to follow the motion of the wind, kind of. No, 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 oh. I'm talking, like, from his dark materials. Oh, okay. Dust. Sorry. Yeah, it, this is, it's kind of dust rules in that the, the stardust is attracted to things, uh, but not like that. Okay. <laughs> not in that weird, creepy way. Okay. Like that, it's attracted to innocence. Philip Pullman, why are you creepy? Ah! <laughs> <gasps> No, it's just attracted, like, it just kind of drifts more towards Jake, despite the fact that he's, like, moving his wing so it should be moving away from him. But he's, like, imagine by now he's been around enough Stardust that he's not freaked out by it. He's just yeah. kind of watching it. And he's just, like, slightly impressed that, that, uh, my, my, Mishaya has managed Mishaya. to keep themselves, or themselves clean enough. To not, sh like, make it obvious that they have been around this much Stardust. It is um, entirely possible that Mishaya has ingested a bit too much Stardust than is probably healthy. No, Mishaya! From grooming. Mishaya! No one knows what the Stardust does if you eat it. It's fine! I'm, I'm just, like, imagining, like, once they're done talking this over and Jake learns more about them and asks if he can take, just like, just he asks permission to take one or two flowers and to plant them in a couple other spots just to see what happens. And he will keep them secret too. But once they're done with that, like, he takes uh, Zer and just like dunks them in the nearest pool, just like complete full body dunk. Because <laughs> by now he knows Zer grooming habits and it's just like, mm -mm -mm, no. Stop eating the stardust. Yeah, like, hey, no. <laughs> We're not doing this. So just like full body dunk. <laughs> no questions right. asked. My next, <laughs> my next question is an eight of diamonds. What sort of livestock have you acquired? How did you come by them? What do you use them for? So we've already established that there are dogs here. Dogs are not yeah. livestock, but there are dogs. And they're dogs for many different purposes because they are dogs. And dogs are the working animal of this planet. So there like, you know how, like, dogs are one of the working animals of Earth? No, dogs are the working animal of this planet. They have been genetically re-engineered to do different tasks. And also, please, redefine your idea of what a dog is. <laughs> because it's not like an Earth dog. Many things are dogs. The, the, like, dogs for the fish people are essentially seals. Sea dog. Dogs for the bird people are a weird bird thing. <laughs> the moon dog, who belongs to the Clintex, is a moon! <laughs> like, redefine your idea of what a dog is. There are dogs what look like dogs, like your, your bog-standard golden retriever-ass shit. But, 
there are also dogs that's like that's a dog and, you, and it's that joke of like you showing an a- an alien different pictures of different breeds of dogs and you show them like a chihuahua a great dane thing. and then a pug yeah. and you're like these are both dogs and the alien is like that is not a dog yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is a potato yeah. it's like nope that's a dog <laughs> it's like that's a dog that's a dog that's a dog and it's the common word amongst all the languages for these types of creatures is dog. Because, like, isn't, yeah. so isn't like, there's... the key important thing is, like, the companionship that makes them all dogs kind of a thing? Yes, and also the creation myth yes. that they have for this planet and how everybody was is able to coexist on it yes. is that each race who settles on this planet gets a dog. From dog with a capital D. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. He's good. I love Dog. I love her. She's the best. Anyway, so I think the livestock is they actually, like, discover that there are these really weird, large reptilian creatures. Hmm. Think if cows were a reptile. Okay. Okay, my, so it's my kind of problem with that would be, like, can I... I'm sorry to interrupt, but can I, can I suggest something... That's still large-ish. Sure. Do you know what ground sloths look like? Yes, I am aware of what ground sloths look like. So imagine a reptilian version of a ground sloth that might be similar to a cow as well. Because I was thinking, like, cows don't really eat trees very well. But... Yeah, I was just saying cow for, like, the size of it. I was about to describe it. Okay, I'm sorry. Because it's it's not a cow. Okay. But, like, it's kind of the size of a cow. Okay. But it's a lizard. Okay. <laughs> um. So it's it's like, kind of like a uh like lizards what climb like geckos and anoles and stuff like that. Okay. It's kind of like that, but it's like stockier, kind of like a gator. Yeah. Because gators are pretty stocky reptiles. Um. But like their tails are way more prehensile, and their claws like they're not sticky like geckos are. But they have, like, ground sloth-level claws that they use to, like, haul themselves up and climb and things. Um, If you've ever seen a monitor lizard who's really determined, they can climb. Yeah, it's kind of like a monitor lizard a little bit, but without as much weird loose skin. (laughs) Hey, their loose skin is a charm point. It is, but... I don't want that on my livestock. (laughs) But, like, I don't think that these animals were initially... Like, it's weird, because, like, these are obviously, like, feral. But there are signs that these are domesticated animals. All right. Well, if we're playing off of, like, the whole, like, maybe this is connected to, like, humans who might have swung by here and stayed for a while... It's possible they domesticated a local piece of wildlife. Because I think what they find is there's another species that looks very similar to this one, but is not like as stocky, it's not as bulky, it's not as slow moving, it's not as docile, it's definitely like, this is a wild fucking animal. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you mentioned- Whereas these things will let you come right up to them and like, poke like, them. hello, can I have my food please? Yeah, basically. Probably scares the crap out of Jake one night, like, they're, they're, they're probably like exploring a corner of the cavern, and then all of a sudden just like, bumps them on the back, and you just hear like this shriek as he launches into the air full on adrenaline into the air just like something touched me I was not expecting 
<laughs> is it a predator? Oh god. Yeah. Uh, Some like old, old instinct in the deep, deep, dark lizard part of his brain, like <laughs> it's gonna eat yeah, you. <laughs> just like nope, eat self into the air. <laughs> Fight or flight, baby. and it's just one of these fucking docile livestock creatures. And he's just like he's still so rattled that when he comes down, he's full on in like chattery bat mode, like not even speaking English anymore, just like full on bat language, scolding this thing. Is it? And this thing him. just like slow blinks its nictating membrane, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and him just like grumbling, like don't blink it, me big scaly bug, bug, bug. grumbles over and goes and hides behind. <laughs> Um, my Yisha, my Mishaya. Why can't I say it? I'm sorry. Mishaya. Those are my Mishaya. Mishaya's like, okay, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, I think these livestock are used, like, they, they kind of like, they, they suss them out. And like, some of the species who eat meat regularly, like, you know, they slaughter one and they, uh, butcher it mm-hmm. and they figure out, okay, this is edible. This is very edible. This is good, actually, because, like, the vast majority of reptile meat that you can get from regular reptiles is very gamey yeah. by nature, because they're wild, they don't build up that kind of fat yeah. in their bodies, whereas because these guys were domesticated, while they have been living in a feral population for a long fucking time, so they've kind of bred out some of that, like, tendency to just remain in one place and eat things that build up fat, mm-hmm. they're still not as gamey as their wild cousins. And they probably don't have any predators either in that no. environment. I don't think, like, it's... At least not adult. Yeah, because I, I don't think even, like, the wild ones are predators. I think maybe these are insectivores. Ah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, these are insectivores, and, like, the wild ones are a lot faster than the livestock ones, and so, like, they can easily, like, you know, dart and grab uh, Ooh, beetles and bugs and shit. Idea. Yes. So the, the the wild ones, they're the fast ones. They catch the beetles, the grubs, the, the flying critter bugs, whatever have you. The big ones root out uh, harmful grubs and larvae, which could harm the trees. Potentially. Oh, like like Japan, like the Japanese like bark yeah. beetles. Like they go type in, thing. Yeah, they go in. These are obviously not Japanese bark no. beetles, but like they have like they use their claws to like dig in and like pull them yes. out. And maybe they have like a long tongue that they can get in there yes. like an anteater. And potentially, <laughs> like if these were bred, like maybe their saliva even has something of a healing aspect for the tree. Like maybe it has a natural yeah, it helps um, antibacterial. The yeah, it helps coat the raw space under the bark yes. to help it like heal over. Yes, 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 yes. Like when you when you put water over a wound on a tree after you've harvested bark from yes. it or harvested sap from it, when you put water over that and maybe cover it with something so that the, the wound heals over. You got it. You're you're catching what I'm putting down. They're throwing yeah. it. Whatever. I've I have learned many things from foraging TikTok. <laughs> Alright, so we've got that. We've got livestock. I think they bring some of the like people from like the 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 like agricultural scientists because yeah. we have those those are a thing those are a thing here actually like agricultural scientists are really cool yeah except for when they work for Montesano yeah. I imagine like anyway. Jake would probably have like one or two small animals like if there's a colony of his people here now like they would probably have um 
a very carefully maintained and controlled um, population of like maybe some of their insects that they eat. Mm-hmm. Um, so like they probably have those guys very carefully sealed away in their own special little like farm tent. You know, like you know, like the, like those butterfly cages where they have like the net, yeah. and, like probably something like that. Yeah, so that they have because the trees still aren't big enough for these guys to go in, and they've got to probably fuss with the populations. Yeah. And, like, how they work genetically so they don't accidentally kill the smaller trees. Exactly. Probably have to genetically mess with them so that they can only consume the one tree. Right. That way they don't outcompete the native insects either. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't accidentally destroy the smaller tree population. Yeah. Smaller being that these trees are much shorter. All right. So next card is the Five of Spades. You get caught in a storm while out exploring. Where do you manage to take shelter until it passes? And what do you find there? I don't want to make this a scene. I just want to explain what Mishaya finds. Mm. So I think Mishaya gets caught out in a storm and like Z is like pretty far out there, probably getting like uh, insect samples and like samples of other like animals and stuff to try and figure out, okay, what genetically, what is the genetic diversity of this area kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe getting samples of certain plants for Jake. And like other samples. Basically on a sample finding mission mm-hmm. and making notes of where all the samples came from and like labeling them and shit. Just like doing that tedious work because Mishaya can move across like greater distances without getting as tired. Um, Swefts have pretty good stamina. Mm. So, um, I think the, the fog storm comes on like really suddenly, like it just descends. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Fog can do that. It's, it's rather impressive yeah. too when you see a fog wall, fog yeah. wall ro- rolling towards you and you're just yeah. like, oh crap. <laughs> like, Michelle was maybe like not facing the direction the fog wall is coming from and was very busy, so wasn't paying attention. And it's just like hitting hard to see. Oh, getting really hard. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, <laughs> like, you can't see two foot in front of you. There's just yeah. white. And I I, I think manages to hide in the root. Like, you know how there are trees where um their root ball, the inside mm-hmm. of it is hollow? Mm-hmm. And you can get into it from either inside the tree itself or from a hole at the base of the tree? Yes. So I think Mishaya manages to, like, scramble into, like, one of those spaces. And what Z finds there is hmm. Ooh, this is the roots. I don't think, like, this is the root ball. I don't know if Jake has felt comfortable going that deep with these trees yet. Yeah. It's crystallized stardust amongst the roots. Ooh. Yeah. It could be a case of, like, Jake can't fit in there because of his body yeah. structure, you know, because he's got these huge, big shoulders yeah. and muscles on the shoulders to help, you know, fly. So, like... Yeah. And it's possible that, like, because I don't think they've noticed any, like, fruiting bodies on the upper part of the mm-hmm. trees. So it's possible that this, like, crystallized stardust is the fruit of these trees. Oh! Oh! You know? And the livestock, when the, when the fruit is ready, maybe the livestock are able to claw in and pull them out. I don't think so. No? Okay. 
Yeah, I don't think so with that since it's we've we've made them insectivores. That's true. But most most fruit is made for an animal to eat it and pass it on. So yeah. so it's like oh maybe there was an animal where they couldn't figure out what it was eating for its primary diet. <laughs> maybe it's like this weird little like hmm. My brain immediately went to a weird little puffball and then was like, you're stealing that from another podcast, don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's like, uh, maybe at, at, while Z is like waiting out this storm, um, you make up a critter. Make up okay. a weird critter. So what I'm thinking of, like, if we're talking an animal that would get in there and eat the fruit. I'm- and it has to be small enough to fit in there. Okay, well, consider this. What about something like a gulper eagle? Most of the time, it's like a very small creature, small and slender, so it can get in between the root balls. It can get in there, check to see how ripe the fruit is or not, and if it's not ripe, it just moves on. There you go. No damage to the tree. Oh my god, I just imagined, like, what if a gulper eel had legs? Pretty much. And that's horrifying, and I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm thinking. And it's like, okay, let's make a snake into a gulper eel, and maybe give it legs. Yes. Maybe it only, maybe it's like those, like, Lizards that have, like, the weird nubbly front legs. Yeah, like the blind lizards. Like, it doesn't have any back legs. It's just got weird nubbly front legs. (laughs) And it's just, like, one, like, slithers into the root ball, gulps like a big crystal, leaves, and Mishaya's like, that's fucking weird. And And then, like, the storm passes, because maybe the storms kind of mess with communications. Yeah. Like, this, the the fog storm rolls out or dissipates or whatever. Mishaya like contacts like base camp and is like, I figured out what those weird reptiles yeah. do. The gulper the the weird ones that look like eels? Yeah. The so they eat crystals. Crystals? I will explain when I get yeah. back. <laughs> I have some in my backpack. Oh, this is really cool. Jake losing his absolute mind over this. Now, I'm just imagining Jake chasing one of those poor gulper eels, gulper eels, though, to figure out what it does <laughs> with the seed. And I had an idea for that, too, that they probably, like, they probably nest in burrows or they nest, like, in root balls. And that could be another way, like, maybe they help pollinate. Maybe they also help uh, pollinate the root yeah. balls by going and checking. And if it's not ripe, then they move on and then leave some pollen behind or whatever the equivalent yeah. of stardust pollen is. And then yeah, we are we are doing so much spec bio work. Okay, here. but I'm having so much fun doing it. Yeah, um, but we we do need to like it is it is seven forty five. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, okay. you're good. So all right, so we did that. My last card is the eh, King of Clubs. Merp. You discover something that is not so very old at all. What is it? Well, we've already established that other people know how to get yeah. in here. So I think it's just finding a campsite that people didn't leave in the best of conditions. And so Mishaya is like, okay, we need to uh, properly... Like, they probably sent people over to the other towns like, hey, uh, we're doing science down here, so can you guys, like, not? Yeah. And, like, they finally, like, cordon off. Like, probably nearer to that entrance, maybe the environment changes a little Mm -hmm. bit. There's more sunlight because it's more open to the upper. Like, maybe... That is less of, like, just a cave going into a hole. Like, it opens into, like, a ravine or a canyon. Yeah. Um, so there's more light. The environment's a little bit different. And so, like, you guys can camp over there. But you cannot come 
deeper in because we're doing science because this is an ecosystem that we know nothing about. Yeah. And so there is a campsite that is deeper in that is very fresh. And Michelle is just like, oh my fucking stars, why? Contacts like, um, like base camp is just like, we need to set up a better perimeter because I found a fresh campsite. I'm imagining. And they left it in bad shape. Like in real life, like, so like I'm imagining they probably have a camera, like motion sensor traps. So mm-hmm. they have the camera traps there. Um, another thing that works really good and would scare the absolute living daylights out of campers who aren't supposed to be there would be to set up like an air horn trap. If there was a way they could set it up to like specifically trigger, like I'm assuming like maybe they could genetically code it to like trigger for this specific species, but not the native potentially. I, I, I think the better, funnier idea is that for some reason, they did not set up people to just be, like, park rangers, essentially. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we need to establish, like, park rangers, essentially, to keep people from doing this shit. Just, like, I'm imagining do some- patrols. I'm imagining some human whose family had, like, lived in, like, Yosemite or Yellowstone or something for generations. She's like, something something similar yeah. in, like, a different fucking planet. Just, like, cracks the like, fingers, like, I got this. I'm gonna do Roosevelt proud. <laughs> God, Jesus, no. (laughs) (laughs) And my bracelets are a mess. Uh, Okay, so now it is your turn. What is your first card? It is the Jack of Hearts, which is, what has this place taken from you that you will never regain? Ooh. Time to be sad. Yeah, that's a big one. Angst time. Well, you know... Did you think this was a happy trailblazing <laughs> game? No. You know what it could be for Jake? It could be that his flight muscles might have atrophied. Because he's, like, he's gotten better at climbing and gliding, but because he's already large for his species, it took a lot of effort for him to remain flighted and have the ability to fly. Mm-hmm. And like, So, like, the muscles that are attached to his wings and his back have kind of shifted where, like, the density of the muscle mass yeah, is more to make his wings better for climbing as well as his arms. Yes, exactly so. So, like, and again, like, he's been doing this for over a year in a different environment, and it was already hard for him to maintain flight to begin with, and his body's like, we like, if I like this better, we climb and maybe glide now, but powered flight, mm, that's a once-in-a-while surprise pop in the air, and that's it. Not really sustained flight anymore. So, like, he's, his body is like, if you jump off of something really high, you can glide down, and that's about pretty it. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, he... Oh. How does he find this out? Probably, like, when the other bats arrive, and, like, he tries to fly up with them. Because, like, before, like, launching off the ground was hard, but he could do it. But that was because, like, back home on his planet, he practiced doing that daily. Here, with, like, tending mm-hmm. to the trees and all the other stuff, he forgot to do it daily. So, like, when he tries to do that, he discovers that he just does not have that that muscle strength anymore, and he has to climb. God. Tragic. Yeah. It would hit him pretty hard. Like, he'd probably spend a couple days, like, trying to fly, like, seeing if he could get it back, and it's just, like, it's so much effort, and he knows that it would take a long, long time to get that back. 
even anywhere close to what it was. The 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 positive side is that he can climb better yes. than all of his compatriots. Exactly. He is the best at climbing. In fact. Exactly. And probably like, cannot beat you in flying race, but can you climb as fast as pretty me? much. And it's like and probably like in a later on twist, it turns out like this would probably be better for him to begin with because he wouldn't be stressing his muscles and bones as much. Again, mm-hmm. because he is larger than average. Um because, like, you know, you hear all those stories of, like, people who are taller and, like, how easy it is to get joint problems. Like, I'm I'm not even that tall, and I've already got, like, jacked-up knees. I'm only 30. Yeah. So it's, like, potentially in the long run, this would help him live a healthier, longer life because he's not putting as much stress on his body trying to maintain those flight muscles that are so hard for the body to handle. Of yeah. course, like, again, that's in the long-term view, though. So for the short term, he would not know that. He would be pretty well put out. About he'd just be like, no, yeah, just like Tragic. spends a day moping. Maybe goes and hides in the uh, stardust flower cave for a day or so. <laughs> Those have probably also spread, probably because he tried to. But like, they only grow in like really like shady, low light places. Yes. So you know, at the bases of the fucking um, redwood yes. trees. Yes. Oh, gosh, like, they probably end up creating an accidental symbiotic relationship somehow. Like, they help the redwood That roots. would be fucking rad. Like, yes. they help the roots Perfect. adjust. Like, oh, I know what it is. Those flowers is what lets the um, the redwoods digest the uh, stardust. It's a symbiotic relationship where the redwoods can create chlorophyll, thus get the sunlight, and the flowers can help create the sugars from the stardust. And they help. And they just find this out accidentally. Yes. <laughs> As all good science is done. Alright, next card. Two of diamonds, which is... Uh, that is... What material is your home made out of? How did it get here? So, if we're talking like... This is like after so, the year time skip. Mm-hmm. Um, so, on Hope's Promise... Depending on where you are will change what the material your home is made out of. There are a lot of places that make things out of, um, synthetic, like synthesized materials. Yeah. Like they literally, like, you know how, like, nowadays we have these 3D printers that can 3D print fucking yes. houses? It's kind of like that, but also kind of like the Subnautica item crafting system. Ah. Yeah. So, like, they can make the materials needed to build homes. They can even, depending on what they're trying to build it out of and where, just do the whole fucking building. Okay. And I think they were able to do that with, like, some smaller structures, but there are probably some structures to fit the needs of the various people who are here that had to be made out of natural materials yeah. that they probably hauled from the surface or from other areas so that they didn't have to use the materials that were already Like, here. I would say that the back colony would probably want stilted homes or homes that were like elevated up further so like either Mm -hmm. over the trees or equal to the trees and like as the redwoods grow they would probably like build up to keep people even with the redwoods um just because they're used to being like in elevated homes to begin with um so like like i imagine the bases of those homes are probably those sturdy synthetic materials but like once they were able to establish like maybe a platform to build on they would request wood to build their house because wood is what they are comfortable in. Um, and they, that they know how to treat it so it won't rot and, you know, be as safe from fires as it can be. 
that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So just like imagine like giant, you know, tree houses built out of like the synthetic, uh, air quotes trunk and then the house built out of actual wood. Yeah. That makes sense. I think like they also make sure that there's a space where like warrens can be dug yeah. and stuff or other like races that live underground. Um, making sure to maintain structural integrity and stuff like that. Yes. So, that's good. So are we good for that one? Yes. Alright. Then we have the Ten of Spades. You find a cavern less than a day's journey from your home. What lies within it? Hmm. If this is, if it's like Jake's turn to find something, I imagine it would potentially be like, oh, he finds like a whole like hive of those little gulper eels and, oh, God. and seeds that they've stockpiled. And maybe, maybe not just seeds too, like maybe he finds artifacts, like maybe like because the seeds glow, maybe they're a little magpie-like in that they like to grab things that glow. So maybe yeah. some maybe stuff has been like just disappearing from the expedition, like specifically certain electronics that emit light, and he just finds them all stashed here, and he's just like, "That's where it be," and like all these little gulp ears are looking. I'm going like, angry hissing noises. God, <laughs> horrible little creatures, horrible little creatures, little little gremlins, um, little like snake ferrets, gulp eel creatures. God. <laughs> and that's what he finds. Just a ca cavern full of not just seeds, but a lot of the stuff that went missing from the expedition. <laughs> God. That's fucking great, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love these horrible creatures. There's probably somebody who's like, this is my pet yes, now. probably. Like, can I domesticate this? And the answer is, you I'm gonna try. Like, you can. But it's a very bad idea because if something glows, they will want to hoard it or eat it. So it's like, <laughs> what's in your mouth? And like the sculpture is just like not looking at them as its throat's all distended. And there's probably like a pit, pit watch in there. They're just like, give it back. And it's like running off already. It's like, hey, wait, no. All right. You ready for the last one? Yeah. Okay. Ten up. It is. You find what remains of a wondrous feat of engineering. What is it? Does it still work? Well, we've already established that. It's the Stardust Fountain. But mm -hmm. maybe they discover, like, the pipe works, the, the, the technology that helps it flow. Like, yeah. maybe they find one permanent geyser that hits it at a specific time. Kind of like Old Faithful, where it's like, it's the one reliable geyser that never moves, and they discover that this uh, technology has been built up around it to help collect the starters. Oh, I have an idea, too. Again, because of the flowstone, that's why they didn't notice it at first. It could have been, like, in the wall, and the flowstone made it blend in so well that they didn't realize that this was a, you know, an artificially created structure. Wait, can you repeat that? I'm sorry, I zoned the That's fuck out okay. for a second. Um, so basically, they find a geyser which is similar to Old Faithful in that it always erupts at a certain time. 
And mm-hmm. then they discovered that what they thought was maybe just a massive glowstone was actually covering up an artificial structure that was partially powered by and partially using the geyser to gather the stardust for the fountain. That alarm started going off. Sorry. Do you want me to repeat it? That's... Yes. Okay. So, they find a geyser, which is similar to Old Faithful. It erupts at a certain time, or from a certain amount of time, and they discover what they thought was a natural flowstone structure is actually covering up partially an artificially made structure that uses the geyser to collect the stardust for the fountain. That, yes, that's fucking rad. And it's just like, it's on a part of the cave, which is like, they can see where like the connection is made between the original dig site and like this spot that they found. Um, but it's far enough away that it makes sense. It took them a year to find it. <laughs> Gosh, do they have ROVs that can go into the Stardust? What are ROVs? Uh, remote operated vehicles. So, you know, like all those deep sea documentaries where they have like the cute little like, uh, submarines that they pilot around and there's no one there, but they're just like remote control. Oh, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably yeah, do. It's like, they, pro- they might have found it using an ROV and they're like, hey, where are we? And they're like, oh, wait, oh, oh, primity. That's like old faithful junior. What the heck? You know, um, <laughs> I love that you just said, oh, criminy. Like, oh, <laughs> Listen, I come from a good Christian household. <laughs> Do you know how many good Christians are that cuss worse than yes. I do? Someone who was raised by a sailor? Yes, I do. I still think one of the best That's... stories is like, my mom used to ride with a, a Christian mounted ministry group. They'd go in parades and they'd ride all white horses. And this one old gal would not cuss, but one day she was so mad, she goes, Oh, God bless you! Staring at a horse that she wants very dearly to murder. <laughs> Okay. But yes, so they find this structure and just ignore them. We're just almost them. done. Um we're almost and I done. Can let them we're in almost and out done. We can they do want. this. Um yes. We're so yes, close. Like is there anything uh, So I think they probably like set out to try to reverse engineer some of the shit. Yes. Because they're like, well, we still have that shit in the middle of the hearth. And then there's all the other places that Stardust is, like, just there. Yeah. Oh, that's, like, really cool shit. <laughs> all right. So I think we're we're stopping here. We have not drawn all the cards because that would be, like... Another hour. <sighs> yeah, no, like, another few hours because there's still seven cards in each deck. But I think this is, like, a good jumping-off spot because, like, you can yeah. use this in your game. Yes. And I'm good. We can come back to this and yes. stuff. And I can try so, and listen to it eventually when my brain stops going, hey, you can't <laughs> listen to roleplay, that's cringe. Um, <laughs> uh, mood. That's fair. So when the future, your epilogue, when all the cards have been drawn, compose your epilogue. Discuss your findings, weave uh, the tale of the past, and describe the end of your character's tale. Together, answer the following questions. Do you live out your lives here or eventually leave? Jake would, for a few reasons, because, like, he's, you know, like since he can't fly anymore, like, he doesn't really want to go home. It's like he has made his place here. These trees are his trees, and he wants to take care of them. So, like, he decides, you know what, I'm going yeah. to become 
like the first permanent resident of my species on this planet, and these are my trees. I am going to raise them and take care of them. Now. Like I am the guardian. Of Starts teaching other members of his species to climb yes. better. Like, like just, he doesn't realize it, but I imagine like he is the start of a slow adaptation to like a, a larger, like a larger variant of his species that no longer flies. They can still glide, but they can no longer sustain powered flight. But they become really, mm-hmm. really good climbers. Yeah. You know, like, probably, like, stronger, stronger gripping claws on, like, the two little thumb claws they have there and so on. I love that you have gifted me, Jake, <laughs> to continue to use. You are very welcome. Thank you. I give you full permission. Thank you for this AU version of Jake. I love him. <laughs> I think Mishaya leaves eventually, like, because more, like, proper archivists come down here. And so Mishaya, like, passes on their work to to them and then, like, goes back to the surface to do other things because like they uh Z is still needed to do other like xenobiologist yeah. work in other places. Like this is what Z does, which is go to the weird places, figure shit out, and then go to a different weird place. <laughs> so what becomes of your home over the next few generations? Well, that's an easy one to answer for, like, Jake and stuff. Because they continue yeah. to build up the colony until, like, I imagine the colony eventually gets integrated. Like, they probably change from, like, building the tree, the stick homes, into, like, integrating it into the wall. Like, maybe using the flowstone to make, like, mm-hmm. little cubbies, little caves to live in. Yeah. Like, do you, utilizing the flow, the the natural yes. flow of the water to manipulate the flowstone, but this takes a while because flowstone has to build up over decades. Yeah. But it's worth doing. So. Yes. It's worth doing in the future. So, like, you know, like, um, have you ever seen, like, house sparrows? Like, how they build their nests? Yeah, they have them in the eaves of my apartment building. I'm imagining, like, something similar to that, but, like, maybe in reverse to help keep the... Oh! I know, is they have it reversed, so, like, when the fog storms roll in, like, they can collect the water as it, like, drips off of their ceiling, so they have, like, a sister like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think some of the other stuff, too, is, like, uh, after, like, maybe after, like, a decade, m- uh, most of the scientists actually, like, move out mm-hmm. to, like, do other things. They're still, like a scientific base here because this place is interesting and they want to see how stuff like for years and years to come, they want to see like everything. That's how science exactly, works. Yeah. But not everyone but, like, has people to stay. Start, yeah. People start like moving here mm-hmm. to a degree. Like this is probably kept as like kind of protect, like a protected space because of how different it is. But also, like, people start moving here to live here and help kind of thing. Like, help keep this place safe, help, like, figure out what's going on with, like, the archaeological site, which is just digging out more and more stuff out of the cave walls. Yeah, pretty much. Which would open Um, up more places for people to live, like, unless they wanted to preserve those as a um, historical site. So, in, I think, like, after they've excavated, like, a few buildings, it's, they, they... these buildings are structurally stable. Yeah. They are sturdier than the other, like anything that they could actively build mm-hmm. right now, which is wild um, to to them. But they're like, this is amazing. I want to know how they did this. I want to know this like feat of technology. 
because this is amazing that these are so structurally sound, even after being under the crushing weight, like being a hollow yeah. under the crushing weight of stone right. without eroding or collapsing. Like they probably find like a few like busted buildings just because like it, they can't all of be course. perfect. Like the Sphinx lost their nose. They can't all be perfect. <laughs> of course. They can't all be well, perfect. The, but the vast majority of them are fine. And so, like, they're like, well, there's nothing else here that we can find. As long, like, the people who move in basically have to promise, like, hey, don't mess this place right. up. Like, okay? you can't, you this can't building is very, very old. Yeah. It's like when people move into, like, a historic home and it's like, you can't repaint the walls, you can't do renovations. Right. Anything you do has to be approved. Right. Yeah, it's like that, but like maybe a little less strict because these are stone right. homes, so it's difficult to renovate a stone right. home, you know? So probably the people who move in are people who are more adapted to living in a place like that. Like probably like the fish people, the bird people, depending on like how well they do like in that kind of area. Because probably a lot of the bird people move into the trees yeah. with the, the bat they people. Prob- they probably take over the tree houses that eventually get abandoned in favor of the... The cave walls. The wall yeah. houses. <laughs> yeah. Um, what changes occur in the land over the next several generations? We have kind of already answered this, yep. but I kind of want to... I want, so we've got the big trees. We've got the, the, the flowers. There's some more g- genetic diversity in the life there because of the, the scientists kind of poking at things. Yeah. But also, like, I think there's a push... For the scientists to be a little bit more careful about what they're right. doing, because there's been a problem where they've made things in the past and they've gotten out or they've released them and these things have overtaken mm-hmm. places. In the hearth, that's a problem with with frogs. Oh, no! <laughs> yes, they made weird poison dart frogs. Oh, no. That have different colored spots all over them. And they have just absolutely taken over some of the environments because they have no natural predators. Oh, no. Yeah. And so there's this big push from people, especially, like, the scientists at the hearth, where they're like, yeah, don't, no, don't, you guys gotta be fucking careful about this, especially in an environment where you don't know if introducing something will collapse the entire fucking system. So it's almost more of, like, a (laughs) preservation than... Yes. Because it's like, we want to encourage the genetic diversity in what's already here, not making new bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, guys. Like, the trees, we understand. Please don't release a new animal into this yeah, habitat. exactly. <laughs> Please don't. And so, like, the land changes. Like, there's the there's a lot of spaces that are, like, kept much the same. I think the crystalline forest starts spreading. Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe, maybe like as, not just in that valley but it starts spreading okay, out maybe as they start to explore or expand upon the stardust energy or like as the flowers move out it allows the trees to follow yeah yeah and like the geysers are also popping up maybe in some other places but it seems like they're weirdly avoiding wherever people have put houses uh-huh. <laughs> or structures weird uh-huh. huh it's almost like there's and like yeah, and, like, uh, the trees grow up to the ceiling. Like, that probably takes, like, a hundred years. Yeah, oh, at the least. Maybe not a hundred years. We did we did speed up their but, growth, like, so maybe, like, 50 I years. Think, like, after a certain point, though, it would be better to let them grow slower so they can get more solid. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Yes, hello, Pistol. I am petting you. Thank you for stopping barking so you don't have to put your paw up. <laughs> okay, yeah, so like a hundred years, um, and they get to the top and like there's bird people and bat people who are specifically like their job is to keep the roots from blocking yes. water sources out, like to keep them like trimmed and basically bonsai them to grow in certain configurations. They probably also start turning them, like, after they've grown up against the wall and gotten firmly there, like, f- thick and firm, they start training them to grow back yeah. down. And those, like, those branches start, like, they leap, they, they grow, like, needles and stuff. So it's like these, they don't grow all the way to the, the ground, because they probably, like, it's easier to trim them when they're like right. that. And if they got And this is their down, renewable source of exactly. wood. Exactly. It's a renewable source of wood and also it allows for like more things to be built up towards the roof and probably also provides like more homes for the things that do live yeah. up there already. Oh gosh, like Because this is an asteroid. That shit is all craggly and full yeah. of holes. Well imagine like some of the native insects discovering these and just going bonkers like holy cow, a new place to nest. This is awesome. Yeah, and it lets them maybe grow bigger as as a result, yeah. which is uh, kind of scary. But also, it means more food for the livestock lizards. Also, someone like they one hundred percent do manage to uh, tame and make pets out of the gopher eels. Again, yes, which is terrifying. Again, it's like I ferrets. Say, this it's world's ferrets. version of ferrets. It's ferrets. I'm definitely bringing that back in another game. <laughs> We're gonna have the the, the weird gulper gulper eel, eel I, ferrets are coming. Will, we have to come up with a name I for will that do bullshit. Some sketches of them tonight after I have my dinner. Please. After Please. I have dinner, I'll put my show on and do some sketches. Yes. Kind of like an old Perfect. I just ordered sushi. I just ordered sushi for myself. I've got some leftover pizza that is calling a game. Hell yeah. All right. So the last question. What things of yours are left behind long after you and your home are a thing of the past? I know. Well, for Jake, it's obviously the trees yes. and the the beginnings of, and like the, the group, like that subspecies yes. of bat person that is better at climbing and is larger than their flying yes. cousins. And like, there's all sorts of like, Jake probably like changed the way that this whole ecosystem works to a degree. Mm-hmm. By introducing these trees. But, like, he did it in a way to make it stronger, where, like, the native species yes. have more protection. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's all, it's a symbiotic relationship, yes. and the, the, they're not competing for resources. Yes. If anything, like, um, the, the trees help utilize what li- little sunlight there is better. Yes. Fucking great. And for Mishaya, it's the, the notes, basically, like, um, they, when, Z got back to Zer like office and workstation, like compiled everything together and like sent probably sent Jake like a digitized version of all of his diaries that he gave to Zer yeah. to transcribe. Um like maybe they kept up with that over like the years it's- where Jake would just send Mishaya uh his diaries and be like, Can you transcribe this for me? And like Mishaya would and be like, Can I put this in the archives? I'm just thinking of how like you know, um, it's set back got, and forth. We've got like the Augustuses, like we've got so many Roman emperors, like some of the only history we have from them is from their diaries. You know? Yeah, so. exactly. So we've got these diaries, we have all the scientific like the early scientific notes, the early observations of everything, as well as later observations. So I imagine like Mishaya has come back a few yeah. times to check on things. And and there's that and the 
the way that like Michelle like handled everything as well was was impactful. Yes. Because like that group of scientists, that first group of scientists was very, very concerned with preserving mm-hmm. everything. And so that was an attitude that was and I cracked my fingers on the audio. Ah, it shows up on my waveform every time. <laughs> um and like that attitude carried forward because they made sure to make it stick. They made it important. Yes. So I think that is what things that we left behind. Yes. And what things are a thing of the past? I think like probably for Jake's Wait, no, hold on. I just misread the entire fucking oh. question. Oh yeah, I was gonna uh, say. like I read it right the first. I read it right the first yeah, time. Did. I looked at it again <laughs> and was like, "Wait." Also, also though, no, like I'm... imagine like like a hundred years into the future after Mishaya and Jake are long gone, like somebody finds that original tunnel that Zer dug that that Zer dug while they were while they were bored one day. During that storm, and they're just like, "What is this? something else has moved in there? It's a nest of yes! gopher eels, but like they don't burrow like this." <laughs> yeah, fuck? exactly. Some poor, and then like another like swef is like, "Oh, that's a swef yeah. den," and they're like, uh, "How did it get here?" Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and with that, you've reached the end of your tale. If you chose to sketch maps or drawings of your findings or make notes, collect them or share them as a memento of your characters and the tale you wove. We did not do but that. I will be drawing the gulper eel fair children after yes. I have dinner. Yeah. Don't share those. Okay. Only share the share them with me. You can also share them with everybody in the cast okay. chat. But don't share them yet because what I'm gonna do is put those out when we put the episode okay. out. Sounds good. Alright, do we have to wrap up for you? Alright. Yes, we do have to do wrap up. Um, winter wrap up, winter wrap up. This has. <laughs> <laughs> so, this has been The Land Whispers by Jessica Osborne, which you can find on, uh, itch, itch, blah, blah, on itch, itch.io. Yes. This has been The Land Whispers, a a uh, game by Jessica Osborne, which can be found at littlecupofjoe.itch.io. <laughs> you did it! <laughs> I did it. Only took two two takes. <laughs> That's fine. This is fine. Um, please give Jessica Osborne money for this game. This is a good game. <laughs> we had a lot of fun with yes. this because it just it really helped us lean into both of our natural urges to do speculative yes. biology. Even though this was supposed to be a settlement-based <laughs> RPG, and we're like, scientists! <laughs> hey, you know, we had also, fun with it. it. This wouldn't this wouldn't be Hope's Hearth if we didn't break the game a little bit. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little bit. We also didn't play the whole thing, but that's fine. This is a good game. So, I have been Izzy. You can find me on Twitter, at the TheShawnDeer. Uh, you can find uh, the other things that I do. Uh, if I can look at my portfolio website to get the fucking URL. If you go to theshondeer.pb.studio, you can see all the other things that I do, like my my artwork and some of the other stuff that I am a part of, like my itch page, my Redbubble, um, 
my brother's audio drama that he's been doing, which is on hiatus right now. It's called uh, Post-Apocalyptic News Radio. It's very good, uh, very Fallout-y. If you like Fallout, it's... My brother is good at writing. Except for when he tries to write episode by episode. <laughs> and then we yell at him. Because he was wearing himself thin. Um, also, by the time this comes out, Abbey Archives will be out. You should listen to Abbey Archives, a Redwall reread podcast where one communist pagan <laughs> and one leftist Christian. I am a heathen Christian read. as far as most people are concerned, but by God, I am still a Christian somehow. No, you're not a, you're not a heathen because you don't worship, uh, the Norse True. gods. I, my apologies. You're a heathen. No, you're still not a heathen because you don't worship, like, the heathenistic. Yeah, that's true. But I do support the gays, and I think Jesus would have a lot to say about the modern <laughs> church. So it's like, yeah, I don't really go to church anymore, but I do read the Bible still and believe in Jesus. So yada yada. <laughs> Left, leftist, leftist Christian. Um, and fucking, where we read Redwall and critique it and probably voice some not-so-popular opinions about Brian Shocks. But I am gonna have some good stuff but it's in there, because, hey, you know, it's all negative, it just gets annoying, so. Yeah. But he's a good yeah. writer. But also, racist, racist tropes. tropes. Very much so. Like, I'm already, I'm only, like, three chapters Whee! into Moss Flower, and already I'm kind of like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, with me today has been Kit. Hello. I go, uh, it, it has been fun. I am Kit or Kitsy. Uh, you can find me at Kitsy in a box on Twitter, or you can find me at Rebecca.eb.studio to see my more uh, professional portfolio. I do a little closed species called Kitson Day, which are little boxes with ice cream tails and uh, themes, not just ice cream, but other desserts. They're adorable. I have way too <laughs> many of them. And I also do other general commissions as well. And I am currently dog sitting fucking dogs. Um. <laughs> yep. So we love you. Stay safe. Go home and stay home. Please, for the love of God, get fucking vaccinated. By the time this comes out, if you haven't gotten vaccinated, I'm going to apparate into your house and kill you. <laughs> Just sneeze on them. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to kill you. Please continue to wear your mask. And with that... Bye. We love you. Bye. <laughs>
If you want to support us monetarily, you can find us on Coffee at coffee.com forward slash hopes hearth pod. Coffee spelled K-O dash F-I. We love you. Stay safe. No death. Go home and stay home. Bye.